Welcome to episode 27 of Quest for Gold. This week we start with the tragic news of Kobe Bryant's death. Bryant won two gold medals for Team USA men's basketball, including leading Team USA in its difficult win over Spain in the 2008 gold medal game. Duke head basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski, who was the head coach of Team USA, reflected on his time with Kobe. I have been very emotional about it, not publicly, but man, for the other people involved too, are you kidding me? Nine people, horrific, so so very tragic. Kobe was the key guy in building the continuity of culture for those eleven years that I coached. His and his relationship with LeBron was the key. Was the key. Those two guys were magnificent together. That's why I'm sure LeBron's going through a lot, uh, quite a bit. We've got a link to the highlights from Bryant's brilliant performance in that 2008 gold medal game below. The U.S. women's national team is in the middle of a qualifying tournament for the 2020 Olympics. We should know soon whether or not they're in. We continue to follow developments in the Dr. Larry Nassar abuse scandal. This week, USA Gymnastics reportedly offered survivors of Dr. Larry Nassar a settlement worth $215 million as part of the organization's bankruptcy plan. The goal is for USA Gymnastics to leave bankruptcy in 18 months, which would come after the Summer Olympic Games. Some of those survivors include current members of USA Gymnastics. Michigan State University, where Dr. Larry Nasser worked in 2018, agreed to pay $500 million to the survivors. It was announced this week the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics will allow athletes to use CBD. The World Anti-Doping Agency removed CBD from its list of banned substances in 2017. Athletes like soccer player Megan Rapino and golfer Bubba Watson have sponsorship deals or have said that they use CBD. This week, coronavirus has been a big topic worldwide. Hundreds of deaths from the mysterious virus have been reported in China. There have been several travel restrictions added as well. A Chinese women's basketball league that some WNBA players also play in has suspended its season temporarily. The World Indoor Track and Field Championship in Nanjing has been postponed one year. There have been a handful of confirmed cases in the U.S in Japan. Could this virus have an impact on the Olympic Games less than six months away? I reached out to Rocky Swift, a healthcare reporter with Reuters in Tokyo. He's been following the story there. So Rocky, what has been the reaction and response to the coronavirus in Japan so far? Well, I think obviously this is a crisis that's focused so far on China, but has had implications for the whole region. Um, And within Japan specifically, and with the understanding that this changes all the time, um, there's been, I think the latest count is eight cases in Japan, most of them from Chinese visitors coming to Japan, but uh, uh, at least a couple that were from um, residents of Japan that caught the virus from, um, from human-human contact within the country. Um, so in terms of response, I think it's, I think it's been measured. You see a lot of it's it's common throughout the winter to see people with face masks in Japan, um, just culturally, and also that happens in, during the springtime as well during hay season, uh, um, hay fever season. But you're seeing probably more face masks uh, than usual, and companies are putting out kind of the the sort of standard protocols of 
disease prevention, wash your hands, and there's been putting out more, you know, hand sanitizers and things like that. Have airlines been responding? Have businesses been responding? To, to the best of my knowledge, the, the major Japanese airlines, which is uh, Japan Airlines and, and all the Nippon Airways, uh, haven't changed their schedules um, re- regards to this They're in terms of banning stopping flights or stopping inbound tourists. Japan did, however, um, within the last couple of days, acknowledge this as a, as a new disease uh, officially. And what this does is it means that they can enact stronger measures for people coming into the country so that that means that they could per- perhaps take them into quarantine or force them to go into hospitalization or turn them around. So it's, in a way, it was kind of a, uh, a bureaucratic thing, but they haven't done that since the SARS crisis. So that was, in a way, an escalation in terms of acknowledging the seriousness of this disease. One big thing, obviously, circled on the calendar is the Olympics this summer. Is there a concern that the coronavirus will have some kind of impact on the games, the way they're handled, the way they're treated? I think it's too early to tell. If we compare this disease with similar diseases in the past, such as SARS and MERS, they tend to sort of burn themselves out within a few months. Um, Whether we'll still be talking about this coronavirus in June and July, like we are today, is still an open question. Um, But I think what it does do is sort of shine a light on the overall risks that happen in terms of cross-contamination when large groups of people come together, such as at, at the Olympics. And this has been on the radar screen for a long time for the Japanese authorities, um, but it wasn't about the coronavirus in particular. This, in a way, just sort of, like I said, focuses that there are those kinds of risks um, when when large groups of people come together. Is the biggest fear that the infections will be there in Japan or that they will be coming there or that this will scare people away? I think you have to kind of compare this back to like 2016 with uh, the, the Zika virus that was uh, that, that was threatening in Brazil. And there, there was a number of voices and, in fact, many health professionals that were recommending that the uh, Brazil Olympics in 2016 be either postponed or relocated because of the Zika virus. Ultimately, they decided to carry out the games as planned, and to the best of of the uh, the you know the from the findings from the World Health Organization, there was no um, additional spread of the Zika virus uh, due to the Olympic Games in Brazil. So you know cast that forward to Japan, um, you know, again, it's still kind of an open question whether this virus will be contained before then, but, you know, it could be something else. This is the problem with public health. You don't know what threat might be ahead of you. It's just you you do the prevention that you can uh, ahead of time. Now, there are other concerns, potential outbreaks of rubella and mumps, so health risks have been on the radar of officials. Indeed. You know, Japan is a, is a developed country. It's got a very good health care system. Um, it's not the kind of country that you typically have to, like, you know, um, you know go get a bunch of shots at before you, you come and visit. Um, 
you know, the, but the issue is that when you when you foresee a lot of people coming together, they might be bringing uh, their own um, illnesses and microbes along with them, you know, and not even know it. And for things that, that other people, for people from other countries may not have a sort of natural resistance to. Particularly rubella, um, Japan had an outbreak a couple of years ago that caused the CDC in the United States and a few other countries to issue travel, issue travel warnings for people coming to Japan. Now, the thing about rubella, it's also known as German measles, is that, you know, it causes a, you know, kind of a bad sickness to the individual. But the real danger that it has is that it could cause birth defects in unborn children, you know, in, in a way that the Zika virus has. So that's why the, the CDC and other authorities issued travel warnings in 2018. And in fact, Japan still is really high in the world in terms of incidences of rubella and mumps and pertussis, which is also known as whooping cough. Some things that um, uh, normally uh, I'm an American, I presume you are too, Ryan, that, that these things are that we are standard, we have kind of standard inoculations against. But Japan has kind of a history of kind of, of not being per- consistent in its immunization policy. Uh, so that leaves uh, sort of segments of the society that, that are not immune to these, these kind of standard diseases, and they can then be carriers to people coming to the country. Who is ultimately overseeing health concerns going into these Olympic Games? Indeed, there's a, the Ministry of Health in Japan has been pretty proactive about trying to uh, do catch-ups uh, on certain inoculations, particularly with rubella. So the, there's a certain group of people, it's, it's men in their 40s and 50s that uh, missed that vaccination back in the 70s for whatever reason. So they're trying to, uh, they're advertising that those individuals should get uh, a free vaccination and they're sending out coupons that they can get and then get a free shot at a hospital or clinic. In regards to the, the coronavirus in particular, the Tokyo 2020 committee issued a statement last week that says basically they're working with the local authorities, but um, I think it's it's kind of too early to tell for them to really take um, more of a statement than that, just that they're going to be working with the health ministry going forward. Well, you're on the ground there in Tokyo. Is the city getting ready for the games? I mean, is the country going to be prepared? I, I can tell you that obviously that you know, the country has been gearing up for this for a long time. Um, there's a lot of excitement here. There's Olympics posters and, and, and sort of cartoon characters everywhere. Um, this is a, a big, obviously, a, a huge moment for Japan to sort of, um, you know, be on the world stage. And I'm sure they don't want to, um, you know, to, to disappoint so th- this is a healthcare issue. Uh, it could be a distraction, but uh, you know they're they're desperate to sort of keep everything on track to to keep the games, um, you know, safe and you know um, 
healthy for all. Thank you, Rocky Swift from Reuters. He also, by the way, spoke with a professor who told him that Japan should have enough time to build virus defenses before the Olympics. I've linked his story below. I've also reached out to Team USA to see if they've issued any directives to athletes or coaches regarding coronavirus. The organization has not yet responded. On next week's episode, we'll talk rhythmic gymnastics with Laura Zhang. She's preparing for her second Olympics. I'm Ryan Burrow. We'll see you next week on Quest for Gold.